0: Hey, this is your Guaranteed Put-You-In-A-Good-Mood story of the day. Good news. This is the best example of how it's never too late to change your life. You're going to love this, Kev. Karen Woods wrote her first novel when she was 39 years old after she finally learned to read. She's now a best-selling author. Karen left mm. school at 15 wow. when she got pregnant and tragically gave birth to a stillborn baby at only seven months. She was working as a house cleaner when she was offered a promotion, but she had to be able to read and respond to the emails, so she took an adult literacy class. She lives in England, and now, fast forward to today, she's in her early 50s. She's known as Manchester's Queen of Crime. (laughs) She's written, written like 20 bestsellers. Wow. And now she has a mission to inspire women over 40 to pursue their dreams and even goes to speak to women at local prisons. No kidding. What a lady. Yes, that is. I love so that cool. story so much. We know you're like everybody else, doing what you can to make ends meet. Coming up, do you have any side gigs? Are you working extra hard these days just to make ends meet? I mean, you, you go to the grocery store and you think you're just getting ingredients for one or two meals and your jaw drops. <laughs> and they give you the total. That hap- That's right. a real story that happened to me the other day. <laughs> How about this? Any uh, you have any side gigs? People are doubling up on work in record numbers. In fact, a new survey showed 50% of Americans have a side hustle, Mm. even if they earn $100,000 a year. Mm. One of the reasons uh, is 62% of Americans are having a hard time making ends meet. Another reason so many people have a side gig is with people working from home. Their schedule is more flexible, and they can make a side gig work.
1: Mm. Not interesting. Yeah, I was thinking people, no matter what your income level, have a side gig because um, they like to eat
0: <laughs> and pay the bills, and have right. a roof over their head. And no matter how
1: much money you make nowadays, you go to the grocery store, it's gone. <laughs> how do you feel with you and your family when you look at you know like the last two or three years we've been through? Are you feeling more financially stressed now than ever? You know what's the with inflation and everything else going on? What's the deal with you guys? Were you thinking like by oh by now we'll be recovered and everything will be good, or is it every paycheck comes out and you're like sweet it's payday and you're like oh man it's gone <laughs> <laughs> poof? <laughs> what's your deal? Are you feeling that stress? We'd love to hear from you. Hey Brietta, we're talking about uh, you know how times seem to be really tough and tight for everybody. Do you feel that pinch? Do you feel that
0: pressure? Yeah, I want to be the first to say yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now n- everybody else doesn't feel so alone this is just like wow like how did time? like groceries now just the simple spaghetti meal is now like a hundred dollars like why do i want to go to the grocery store? <laughs> i know i went to get ingredients just for one dish last night and i couldn't believe what it totaled it was like ouch
1: mm. now here's a question for you my wife because of that has gotten a lot better mm-hmm. At using stuff we already have, she fit, she has this philosophy. I can avoid going to the grocery store. We're not going to spend as much money if I just use stuff that we have. So like, she made a recipe the other day and it called for eggplant, and she used mushrooms instead, and it turned out it turned out great. Have you found yourself doing that, making do with what you have?
0: Yes finding creating new meals just because Uh, some things we thought that never went together now is going together because (laughs) i'm not going to the (laughs) store
1: we made asian stir fry with spaghetti
0: (laughs) (laughs) by the way your wife's philosophy with groceries that's why i can never let myself go to tarjay Right. I have to just stay away. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Even for a bag of ice, I'm not going to Target anymore. That right. I will take that drive somewhere else. <laughs> it's no longer for the convenience. Right. I have to make the drive to the cheapest place now. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you listening yeah, to our thanks.
0: show. Oh, thank you. Have a great day.
1: I guess we're kind of talking about money and how stressful it can be trying to make ends meet, you yeah, know? Get to th- the get to the end of the week and get paid again. I
0: think one of the reasons that people are still under economic strain is not just, you know, um, groceries seem like there's so much more and things like that, but I just saw a headline that almost half of all parents, so almost 50% of parents with adult kids mm-hmm. are still helping them with money. And you want to guess how much the average parent is spending per month supporting their adult kids, per month.
1: Per month, per kid, (laughs) $1,000.
0: 1,400. 1,400
1: bucks. Yeah,
0: so whether it's like helping them with, you know, car insurance, health insurance, um, feeding them, maybe they move back in, or, you know, still on their cell phone plan, $1,400 a month when you thought you were gonna be at a point in your life where your kids were out on their own.
1: I can remember my daughter, uh, Amber. I don't think she would be upset if I told you this. She was, I think she was 18 or 19. Um, she went to, she was going to college, living at home to save money, which was very smart. Um, but she, she probably told us one day that, Well, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'm supporting myself now. (laughs) It's like, Mm. are you telling me you're going to start paying your own insurance? Give me your car back and turn in that phone and health insure. I mean, she was paying for nothing, Uh, like nothing. But at that, you know, no different at that point in life. You don't mm -hmm. know what an electric bill is. You don't know at that age when you just you know there's just always food in the fridge you right. don't realize old dad and mom are paying for that right and
0: and this is the part of the story that makes my <laughs> husband's eye twitch as a fee-only certified financial planner is a lot of these parents are like yeah yeah i mean i'm of course i'm i'm helping my adult child it's fourteen hundred dollars a month but they're the ones that are going to be for be there for me when i need their help and that's when glenn's eyes like starts twitching like how do you know that <laughs>
1: Okay, Taylor, so there's a a company. They posted this sign, and employees don't know if they're being serious or if it has become the worst place in the world to work. Here's what it says. Company policies. Sick days. We no longer accept a doctor's note as proof of sickness. If you were able to go to the doctor, you should have been able to come into work. What? (laughs) How about that? Personal days. Each employee will receive 104 personal days a year. They're called Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) And then the last one, vacation days. All employees must take vacation at the same time every year. Vacation days are as follows. January 1st, Memorial Day. July 4th, Labor Day. December 25th.
0: There's no way this is real.
1: Thank you, the management.
0: <laughs> Unless that's like hourly, non salaried. There's no way. What I mean, would you do? If and you we just read, in. we just heard, we talked about it on the show recently how good vacation is for your stress levels, your anxiety, depression. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, apparently the, the wow. managers at this place, they don't care.
0: Okay, you're right. I am way more thankful now for working at this radio station. I don't want to brag or anything, but I made a homemade meme last night, <laughs> and I tested it out Look on at my you. social medias. <laughs>
1: you had a focus group? <laughs> and it is
0: resonating big time. What do you Not have, like the 10 or 15 one. likes? <laughs> <laughs> at least I'll tell you what it says in just a minute. Okay, so I don't want to brag or anything, but I made my own meme last night, and it's really resonating. Okay. It's doing really well on the Can you socials. tell us what the meme
1: says? Yes, or what I it, what's, will. What's it suggest? says...
0: Am I the only one who takes pictures and screenshots of everything, recipes, recommendations, restaurants, as if it will sear it into my memory, or (laughs) I'll find it again someday amongst the 50,000 images? (laughs) And people are like one guy, Tony May, we both know him. He put 50,000. Those are amateur numbers. (laughs) And then our friend Paul, he put, I resemble that remark. Oh, wait, another screenshot. And he, he, I guess your phone will tell you how many screenshots you have. Oh yeah, sure. He has 4,226.
1: How does he have any memory left on his phone? I Well, that's funny you said
0: that. Someone just said they had to upgrade their cloud membership yes. because they just <laughs> went over so many shots.
1: <laughs> Should you and your better half ever look at the dating world nowadays and go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm married.
0: Oh yes. Every day.
1: Online dating, the whole virtual thing, swipe left, swipe right. Well, I don't even know what any of it means, but I'd feel for y'all if you were in that world. And I, I saw a guy, I guess he coaches men on how they should interact online when trying to, uh, to date or present themselves as someone you should go on a date with. Tell me what he was suggesting next. I don't envy people in the dating world. My wife and I have been married a long time. And sometimes we'll see what people go through just to go on a date with all the internets and the dating apps and everything else. It just sounds so hard and dehumanizing. And this guy uh, coaches people, men specifically, on like their their bio. Here's what you want to put. Here's what you don't want to put. You know, he's probably the kind of guy that says, oh, do you have a puppy? Great. Put the dog in your bio pic. Right? The, it
0: works. S- studies show.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, this guy, listen to this advice. Do not use the word very. It's lazy. A man is not very tired. A man is exhausted. Don't use very sad. You're feeling morose. (laughs) Language. Who is
0: this this exhausted morose guy we all want to (laughs) date? Wait,
1: there's more. Language was invented for one reason, men. To woo women.
0: (laughs) For one reason.
1: And in that endeavor, laziest will not do. And it will show in your bio if you use the word very.
0: I do think it's funny when you're watching someone give a speech and you can tell they think they sound really smart because they say very like three times. (laughs) It's very funny.
1: (laughs) No way. It's
0: not very funny. It's. hilarious (laughs)
1: there you go you're catching (laughs) on oh
0: see i can well i don't need a profile i'm very happily married so
1: did they have dating coaches before the internet oh
0: matchmakers yeah they're the first dating coaches hmm
1: but like to this level don't use the word very use the man is not very tired he's exhausted <laughs> it just seems like a little much and people are paying him he's making a living putting this kind of nonsense out there People want to
0: find true love if one of
1: my kids said like well, dad what do you what do you think i'm gonna do this online then what do you think i should do i'd say be yourself and uh you know don't be pretentious and look for people who are being themselves not pretentious either I'd say look for a guy who uses the word very (laughs) because, you know, he's not being coached, right?
0: This whole dating world. I've got an insight into it from someone close to me, very close to me, who uh, really wants to meet the one. Mm -hmm. And they the two of this person they met that they were, you know, she was very intrigued with this guy. Like, I think he could be cool. Um, They texted. I'm not making this up. For like a year. And I kept, I'm i so old school. I'm like, just ask him to coffee. Just go have a real conversation <laughs> right. outside of hallway conversations at right. work. You got to go. And finally, the other day they went. And I was so worried because the buildup, you know, like just it's just coffee. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought for sure that it was going to be like, oh, man, he made himself look so much better in texting than in person. But thank goodness he was a good listener. He was kind. He was caring. He paid for her coffee. Like there's still intrigue there for a follow-up coffee date. but He
1: paid for a coffee, and it wasn't just a coffee. It was one of those expensive ones. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I was beside myself. I was just like, please, please, just, I don't care if you have to be the one that initiates, just go have a conversation. Do you think maybe- you're going to know so much from that one, one hour coffee. You're going to be like, okay, this is a guy worth getting to know. You're going to be like, whoa, run from that fast.
1: Maybe it was, everything was perfect, just texting, and she didn't want to like take that step because that could, he could like the yeah. expectations are like oh he was a jerk and yeah. now it's over, right?
0: That's what could have happened. Yeah.
1: Maybe she would have rather just had kept that going mm-hmm. than risk losing it all. Yeah. I'd rather have Mister Perfect texting than Mister Meh in person. But I, I couldn't resist.
0: <laughs> I was one of those people when she texted to tell me they finally had coffee. I in all caps. I put the word. Finally,
1: like,
0: <laughs> <rah>. <laughs> so as much as we like have a love hate relationship with our phones, it's like become an like an extension of our bodies, right? It's if you, always with how us. How many of us have
1: turned around and driven back home because we oh, forgot yeah. our phone? You're right? You're just like, where's
0: my phone? Yeah. Oh my gosh, where's my phone? Well, um, this is fascinating. I had no clue about this, and I've never done this. Let me ask you this, Kev: How often do you restart your phone?
1: Restart it? Uh huh. Next to never, only if I have a problem? Me too. Yeah. I never do.
0: Guess what they said? What? We should be doing a minimum twice a week. I mean, twice a month, better once a week. And huh. I guess when you restart your phone, um, it's going to be like more efficient. It's going to run faster. It's going to improve the battery life.
1: All right, I'm doing um, it right now. <laughs> it
0: can prevent crashes due to outdated or improperly working code that gets stuck with new app installations. I mean, all this stuff, and there's if you look at like the makers of your phone, yeah. there's no set guidelines. But if you then go talk to tech experts They'll who repair to phones, that. they're like, "Hey, you need to restart your phone at least twice a month. Huh. Better to restart it once a week."
1: Well, I'm restarting mine right now. Good job. <laughs> so, I think one thing that every employer wants is for um, their their employees, for us worker bees, to be more efficient, right? To get more done. Well, wait till you hear what this one company is doing to try to cut down on your. Potty break time. <laughs> this is really funny. It's coming up next. Okay, so every employer wants people to be more efficient. They want you to be, you know, like nose to the grindstone. And they they, they would prefer for your coffee breaks and maybe not to be 45 minutes, but maybe 15 minutes. And they want to try to cut down on your potty break time, too. What? And there's, yeah, there's one company that is so intent on cutting down on your potty break time. They have installed toilets that lean forward. So they're uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you won't like settle in and get out your phone and do all this is other this, stuff.
0: Is this the, in China? Uh,
1: no, it's in like the a states. factories.
0: It's, it's in, in the states, they,
1: and they've got toilets. I'm not kidding you. They lean. They the, the front is lower than the back, so you're leaning forward.
0: So it must be people. They're not just running in there to pee real quick because they drank a lot of water. They're sitting on their phone. In right.
1: There. That's what I'm saying. Is and they want to oh. crack down on that.
0: That is so bizarre. I'm so creeped out right now. I thought you were going to tell me they were like limiting water and coffee. No. Nope. So you wouldn't have to pee, but it's the time you're spending in there, not right. how many Right, they're trips. saying that
1: these seats make it unbearable after five minutes to hold that position. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You have to texture texture spouse later. <laughs>
0: this is insane.
1: So we were at one of those big box sto- stores the other day, Costco, and... Uh, we were waiting patiently in line for a sample, and this guy had the longest line I've ever seen for sampling. I want you to guess what you think he was giving away next. Okay, so they had sampling at Costco the other day, and the line for what this guy was giving away must have been, I don't know, 15 people deep. Really? Everyone wanted it. What do you think it was? Was it something um, savory or sweet? We'll narrow it down. Savory. I'm going to go
0: with sweet, and I'm going to guess... Um those magnum ice cream bars.
1: Ooh, you're on you're hot. You're getting yeah? warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, ice cream with you ever see those brownie brittle? Bags of brownie brittle that they sell. Oh it, yeah, yeah, My yeah. Friend who okay. loves that stuff. It was a scoop of ice cream, and this guy was being generous with the ice cream. Scoop of ice cream with two of the brownie brittle things stuck in the ice cream.
0: Oh, that's practically like going to your neighborhood uh-huh. Baskin Robbins. Uh huh.
1: I mean, he, he, you talk about a panic at the Costco. Did you get one? <laughs> I got one for me and one for my wife. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> People behind me were not happy. Like, hey, 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 you just take one. <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> So I was at Costco the other day too, getting some stuff because I'm going to be visiting my in-laws and um, I got, I had two interesting experiences. One, I was not hungry at all. So the, for the first time in my life, none of the samples appealed. Like I didn't get any. No kidding. I was didn't just like, nah, nah, I don't want to taste the Beyond Burger. Nope, no. Nope. But if I had been <laughs> hungry, i had been like, fake me. Sure. Yeah, I'll, sure, give it I'll a try. That. Um, And then the other thing that happened is I'm, I'm standing in line. I chose not to go to self-checkout. And the lady in front of me all of a sudden goes, I got all my stuff loaded up. I did it myself. She goes, I can't find my Costco card. And I was like, Oh, how long am I gonna be waiting here? <laughs> and they go, Okay, what's your name? We'll we'll see if someone turned it into lost and found. Yeah. Well, she goes, I'm not kidding you. The name on the card is and I was like, <gasps> Because I had just heard in the news how uh-huh. Costco is going to cut down, you know, yeah. cramp down on people sharing
1: their cards, yeah.
0: And they did not blink an eye. They were just super nice. They went and got it, and they're like, "Yeah, this Costco is really good about people turning in lost cards, hmm. and there's no slap on our hand for wow. using someone else's card or huh. anything." No kidding. Fascinating.
1: So, uh, if you have a middle schooler, especially if you have a middle school boy, uh, you know, growth spurts. It's like your kid goes to sleep. One night, they're five foot two. They wake up and they're six foot one. You're just like, what happened? How did you grow so <laughs> fast, right? So I'm I'm driving down my street the other day and the middle school bus had just dropped a whole bunch of kids off. And I'm used to seeing like average middle school size kids in my neighborhood. Well, up down a hill and up a hill, I could see it's probably about a quarter of a mile ahead of me. I could see the two biggest middle schoolers I've ever seen. They're walking up the hill together real slow. They've got their backpacks on, like brightly colored backpacks, and the backpacks look super tiny because they're so big. I was like, man, somebody had a growth spurt, and by the time, you know, I caught up to them like in thirty seconds. It was my neighbor, Pastor Andy, and the guy that lives across the street. They were carrying their kids' backpacks.
0: Aw, such good daddies.
1: I rolled down my window. I said, you two are the biggest middle schoolers I have ever seen. <laughs> That's cute. They do. It's always cool that time of the day in our neighborhood when the bus comes around, all the parents walk to the bus. I think they do it for two reasons. They like to you know, talk to their kids, hear how their day was. They get, like to get the neighborhood gossip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Find My out sister what's going on. always did that. Find yeah. out what's going on at the, uh, you know, getting the kids at, at the school bus.
0: Hey, do you pay your kids for work around the house? Coming up, why this parenting coach says you should never give your kids money for the chores. Hey, do you pay your kids for work around the house? This parenting coach says you should never give your kids money for chores. Uh, allowance and chores should be kept separate, she says. You don't give allowance for doing chores because you want them to understand that chores are just something you do because you're contributing to the household Part of the family that mm. was like our my childhood. Um she also says by the way that uh, children just need to learn how to clean up after themselves, they shouldn't be paid for that. Mm. And she says allowance on the other hand helps kids learn to manage money at a young age. So if we like every night we had to somebody had to help make the salad with mom, someone had to set the table, someone had to sweep the floor, do the dishes. We had to mow the lawn because we had no boys in our family. So we never got paid for any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then if there were other chores that we could... Mom had a list and we could make like $1 or $2 an hour for those chores. Wow. Yeah, that's all it was.
1: <laughs>
0: that's why I got my first job who, when I was 15 kept, in the who, air conditioning. Who kept track of the hours? Uh, you, mom? I think who, it was the an honesty system? policy. Yeah, we had to write it down.
1: <laughs> so so if it was like an hour and 15 minutes, really. Two hours.
0: <laughs> may have rounded up a little right.
1: bit <laughs> you have gas station policies right
0: out in the hot florida sun and jupiter pulling what, weeds
1: why do gas stations do that by the way a gallon of gas it's 299.9
0: it's three bucks it's psychological it makes you it's think $3, it's less. Right? It's,
1: i love the story about how your your parents weren't paying enough so you went you went rogue and found an outside job yeah
0: did, I, in the air conditioning.
1: Did they wind up having to pick up the slack because you were off, like, working a, quote, real job and not uh, cutting the grass or doing any of the extras? Well, I still had
0: to cut the grass, but no weeding, so I probably my little sisters were left with that chore. They, they
1: bumped <laughs> up to a dollar an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should talk about that. What were some of the things that you or maybe your kids did to earn money? Like, above and beyond, if you gave them an allowance, what are what are some things that you did to earn some money? uh to uh, you know be able to buy stuff you want have a little financial freedom when you were a kid give us a call hey chris we're talking about stuff that we did when we were kids or maybe your own kids have done to earn a little extra money
0: so when i was about sixth grade, I guess. We lived up north and our house was built on an old apple orchard, so we had like six apple trees in our yard, which was fabulous if you wanted apples, but we had so many and they would rot Uh and fall off the tree onto the ground. And then my mom would pay us to go out there amidst all those rotten apples and the swarming bees around them. And she would pay us, like, I don't even remember, I want to say like five cents an apple to pick up the apples and put them in a bag. It was horrible, but we wanted (laughs) them You know, I wanted the news, latest record that came out or something, and so I did it. <laughs> yes. I can so empathize because we had to pick up grapefruits when I was a kid in Jupiter, Florida. Ugh. They're so ah, gross. Yes. Oh. Yeah, the bees were the worst part. I never got stung, thank goodness. Oh, good. It you know, wasn't fun.
1: We had apple trees in our yard, too. We had three of them. Uh-huh. And I can remember they would, it like, the, was the worst job if you went out there in the summertime, you didn't have shoes on. And you'd step on one that had already, you know, turned (laughs) to mush. Uh Uh (laughs) Watch, now probably people pay a lot of money to do that. Oh, it exfoliates your feet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll pass, but thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about stuff that you or your kids did when they were little to earn some extra money. One of my favorite earn extra money stories, was my son Kyle. You guys know, he he just got his master's degree in jazz studies. Music is his life. Drums, that's his instrument. He absolutely loves percussion. And um, when he wanted to start playing the drums, my wife and I bought him his first drum set. It was, you know, like a cheap beginner set. It was a Mm -hmm. real musical instrument. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, you know, didn't have Mickey Mouse on the front of it or anything, but it was a real musical instrument. And uh, it was enough for him to get started, decide to get his feet wet, decide if this is what he wants to do. And he was all in. He was like, smitten with the drums from the first time he hit a snare, right? So he quickly thought, I need, I need a better drum set. This isn't cutting it. And we were like, well, we bought you your first one. You're getting the second one. So he started his own lawn cutting business, the five dollar lawn cutting kid. And he would go around the neighborhood and he would cut your lawn for five bucks. Wow,
0: that's a bargain.
1: And yeah, most people would give him like 10, some people give him 20. Mm -hmm. Um, and most people were cool about it. Except one guy around the corner from our house, his grass was about three feet tall, and he hired Kyle, the $5 lawn guy. Ooh. So, yeah, very quickly he was in over his head. Kyle was only like eight. I mean, he's just a little kid, right? Eight or nine years old. And the guy offered no help was like, Tracy, my wife, I was at work. She wound up going and helping him cut that lawn. And guess how much the guy gave him? $5.
0: $4.99 in pennies. (laughs) So I think the lesson
1: learned in the future was just because you advertise you're the $5 long guy, you could pull up and go, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I'm not taking your business. Yeah. Good idea.
1: (laughs) Right. All you can eat does not mean bring a food bag (laughs) and stuff it, right? Guy was clearly taking advantage of Kyle. That was that was a life lesson yeah. right there. And by the way, the second he had enough to buy his dream drum kit, which he still uses to this day, he quit cutting lawns. Smart kid. <laughs>